because like I always say that like if you don't know what you want and you're and you're dating without intention it's like dating with beer goggles on like it's like it's like dating six drinks in every time and you're, you're gonna you're gonna fall into the pitfalls of everything we just discussed which is like dating someone who you don't actually like or chasing someone who's giving you mixed signals and all these things but if you revert back to the fact that there's no right way to do something it does definitely opens you up to find your way find what's true to you like my whole thing in life is like mindfulness is meant to increase your self-awareness mindfulness is meant to show you what is true to you if we don't practice those things, what we do, and it doesn't make us bad people, but what we do is we borrow other people's truths. We borrow their standards. We borrow their boundaries. We borrow their expectation of what's right or wrong on a first, second, third date. Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Eric Spera. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got an awesome episode for you guys today. We have a guest, Case Kenny. Hell yeah. Oh my God. I had so much fun talking to him. He's the best. Yeah. Just sweet Midwestern boy. Yeah. So pure. Right. But very insightful. Honestly. I feel like I did actually learn a lot. Yeah. I mean, you gotta gotta look at this book, some of these questions. Yeah, I'm gonna unpack that book. All right. Let me tell you one question one of the pages says, literally just goes, Re- tell me reasons why you're single dot 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 <laughs> and i was like oh wow this is that's a hard open <laughs> yeah that's a that you gotta you gotta look look in the mirror at that one yeah real quick right but Oof. i don't know it was interesting what are some reasons that you think you're single oh i don't know i don't know i skipped that page yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just dog that for later we'll yeah. come back to it yeah, okay. i was a little like okay we'll come back to that one we'll do some yeah. other parts of the book first <laughs> Uh, one that I loved is it was like, tell me five things that you like did not reveal to your past partner or partners. Oh, like what are five so, secrets you kept? That's so easy. <laughs> I can give you like 10. Mm. Okay. But then it's like, I think the second step is like, all right, why did you keep that from them? Or can, what was the reason you felt that you couldn't? Yeah, I got reasons. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, we all have reasons. Yeah. But it's a very, uh, it is a very look at yourself kind of book. Yeah, I get. I mean, that I'm just like, that's a look at who you're picking. True. So I was like, I know they're not going to give a shit. We're not going to get this deep. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time. Exactly. I talk a lot on other ways. I don't need to have this conversation. Yeah. We but... can just have sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I don't know. I loved our conversation. The fans are going to love it. Um, yeah. So before we get to that, though, we are sponsored, everybody, by sunsetlakecbd.com. And I have gotten. A few messages from people that have gotten their packages. Yeah. And they're all like blown away at how nice they are. So nice. They're getting handwritten notes. Yeah. They're like, I'm getting a handwritten note. They're like, the products are great. So sweet. Yes. Uh, they're in love. I'm in love. Promo code SGS20 for 20% off. But it just warms my heart. It does. It absolutely does. I I love this sponsor so much. I, I can't wait. We're going to go visit them at some point yeah. this spring. And I cannot wait to go meet them actually in person because they're uh, they're amazing and i love that it's not just us it's to our fans too oh yeah i I would say sunset lake cbd guy who runs the company yeah very similar to case kenny good dudes very good wholesome dudes that just warm your heart when you talk to them we gotta connect them yeah we gotta connect those two we're just we just made bros (laughs) absolutely just made bros yeah definitely we should invite invite case to our weekend in vermont come on case kenny come hang with us in vermont at sunset lake cbd farms okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> little pod weekend i know it'll be fun it'll be fun 
but truly like every message i get i'm just like yeah our sponsors are the fucking best like yeah. truly i'm very happy we have these guys so yeah, it's use, amazing yeah user promo code sgs20 for 20 percent off sunsetlakecbd.com and if you want more Sauce it on over the Patreon, guys. We tell you every week, we are growing, too. And we said that when we get to 300, we're doing a show, and we're pretty damn close. Yeah, just for the Patreon members. Yeah, just for the Patreon. So get it over there. We got a lot of tea. Yeah, a lot, lot of going tea on. going on. We got votes for a new name. Yeah, we got a new nickname coming uh-huh. through. Oh, we got a lot. Yeah. Just get the votes in. We'll, we'll, we'll pick the final after this episode comes out because of, we're pre-recording. So yes. get on over there. Get your vote in, hear the stories. They're amazing. And uh, support your girls. Yeah. Patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. You know what to do. Come join. All right, let's get the case, man. Let's do it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want. You know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. You might have heard him on the new mindset who dis podcast. Or read his single is your superpower workbook. The creator of unbothered.com. It's Case Kenny. Welcome to the show. (laughs) All right. Love it. Love the enthusiasm. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Tuning in all the way from Chicago. We appreciate you coming on the pod. Uh, Real quick for our fans that might be listening. What is your current relationship status? Uh, I'm dating someone. We've been dating for half, half, six months. Oh, okay. wow. So you're, so your single is your superpower workbook works <laughs> <laughs> or you lost your superpower. <laughs> yeah. Either, <laughs> either way you look at it, something, something happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it says find your soul and then find your soulmate. So okay. well, now I feel like, like I got to do work. this. <laughs> yeah, I, I have homework now. <laughs> 30 seconds in, I got things to do. Wow. Okay. So how did you guys meet? What's your story? Uh, we met, we met in like a classic digital age meeting. Like it was like a hinge slash DM kind of vibe. You, you know how it goes on like a dating app where it's like you match, but then you just kind of forget about it. And then you like reconnect and, and the old DM. <laughs> yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So did she initiate or did you initiate? Uh, she initiated. Okay. Oh, we love yeah. that. We love that here on Shooters yeah. Gotta Shoot. She We're sounds all for great. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's amazing. I don't know why more women don't do it. Because uh, we're taught not to. Yeah, unfortunately. A lot, <laughs> a lot of books and stuff we go over on this pod are like, don't say a fucking word. Don't do anything. Don't yeah. you dare. Uh, don't even look at him. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. He'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> just pretend no to get contact. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just make it as hard as possible for a man to talk to you, yeah. and then you'll know. He's the one. And I was like, well, that sounds horrible. Uh, <laughs> just fall when you walk in the room. Get his attention that way. Okay. So can you just give us a brief description of your workbook? Seeing as your superpower. So like prior to building this, so like my whole thing is like, I'm a mindfulness guy. Like that's my area of, of passion, of expertise. It's everything I do. And I've been doing that for years. And then coming through that, people are like, this is mindfulness, the, the application of mindfulness and meditations and, and all things like inner spirituality and self-love. It's like perfectly applicable to dating and relationships. And I was like, hmm, interesting idea here because previous to that, I had created a couple of, of mindfulness journals, just like daily guided journaling um, that were really popular. And I was like, how can I apply this concept to dating? Not necessarily like, you know, journal your your dating life because that would 
be kind of weird and boring, but I was like, <laughs> there's something about writing down your thoughts when it comes to mindfulness that I think are very applicable to dating. It's like, especially in dating, like we, we create all these assumptions for ourselves. Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Am I overthinking? Do they care? Do I care? What do I want? I don't know what I want. Like all these things. Whereas I think if we take time to write them down in like a really guided format, it could be helpful. So that's why I created it. Uh, I gave it the name singles or superpower because I, you know, I, in my, I'm 33 in my twenties, I was always in long-term committed relationships, uh, oh, 30 to call it 30 to 33, very single. Um, and just really discovered the power of being single, um, the, the power to discover what I want, what do I deserve? You know, all the cliches about diving into what I'm passionate about, all those different things. So I was like, singles are super. I'm going to focus the book on when you're single, using the time to be single to benefit yourself. So ultimately that when you do date, you know what you want, you know what you deserve, you know what to look out for, all those kinds of things. So super short workbook, but it was, that was kind of the, the uh, genesis of it. Okay. So after being in those long-term relationships in your 20s, were you single by choice in your early 30s or was it just something that kind of happened? Uh, it was choice. Like I was like pretty adamant about like not getting in a relationship. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the thing about writing stuff down has been proven both for like dieting. You're more likely to lose weight if you write it down and with just pure goals of any kind mm -hmm. of like literally writing it down. It's there's something about it that makes you more likely to achieve it. And I think it's cause it's like, you can't lie and you can't be vague it's like no give me the three bullets like what what are the next steps there's also accountability yeah. there too yeah also that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's written so <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's more science to it than i than i realized but yeah man let's think about my life it's like it's easy to like be out walking on the street and be like man i deserve more than this or like i wonder what i really want a partner and then you're about your day and you forget all about it but sitting down and prompting yourself and then taking your hand and writing it like there's something that makes it much more real that you don't forget it or at least you know it like prompts some kind of thought process so I'm all I'm team journaling in any sense we can or like even like in my life like um you know when I'm stressed like my solution to being stressed is I write down literally what the things that are stressing me and then I'll go through each one. And I think with some introspection, you'll realize like what either the, the root cause is or what the solution is, but it's such a better alternative than walk around and be like, I'm stressed. Oh my gosh, I'm stressed. Like <laughs> there, you know, there's always something we could do to help. You might not find a solution, but writing it down is like definitely a step in the right direction and especially in dating. Yeah. And well, it also just forces you to deal with the problems because I think yeah. stress is a great example. It's, you know, kind of abstract and you're like, oh, I just feel stressed and you just do other things to avoid it, but you don't find any ways to alleviate it. Yeah, that's it. And even if like you like the other day, for instance, I very vividly remember this very stressed out the other day, um, like all these things that were stressing out and I wrote them all down. And I was like, well, man, there's really not a whole lot I could do to prevent these because, you know, there are things that are just weighing on me because I have a lot of responsibility and things that I'm working on coming up. But then I was like, you know what, if I look at this list, all of these things are going to disappear in two weeks. Like the thing that is kind of causing those things will have come and gone by then. I was like, man, so I just need to, I just need to like muscle up and get through this. Like, and that is like, not, you know, not everyone responds well to like, just like, like, just do it. But like, there's always some kind of conclusion that you can come to that could be helpful, whether or not it's, you know, a breakthrough or whether or not it's just like, I just need to get to this state and then things will improve or be different. Like I'm just big on just like visualizing and writing it down versus keeping it in your head where you could lose it or distract yourself very easily. 
I love that. <laughs> um, I'm curious, as you were doing this journaling and mindfulness that led to the the workbook eventually, what were some of the things that you found that you were writing down? All kinds of things. I mean, in general, like mindfulness, like a big thing in mindfulness is like, where is your where is your energy going? currently like not necessarily like to whom or to like what specifically but like where is it going to your past to your present to your future like where's your head right now where is your energy like where is your preoccupation your anxiety whatever you want to call it and a lot of the exercises I've done are prompting that so you you pop back into the present so you could better identify what it is that's weighing on you um and then you know in, in dating it's like you know my, the things that I used to write down or probably similar to what other people write down. I was like, what do I, what do I actually want? I'm like, what does that actually look like so that I could better spot it? Um, things like that. I mean, it's like as cliche as like, I don't recommend necessarily people putting together like a checklist for what they want in a partner, but I think it's important to write down things that you do want in a partner. Not that you need to see all of them checked, but like, what is important to you? Like my whole thing with everything that I, I do is like, uh, we as humans, like we operate in the gray a lot in life. And that's just basically being uh -huh. very ambiguous about what we want, what we do. And especially in dating, like, especially, especially in dating, like we'll date without knowing why we're dating. Like we do these things because it's just natural, it's biological. It's uh, there's social pressures, things like that. But sitting down and giving yourself just a little bit of clarity can be so helpful. <laughs> so I'm just big on whatever clarity you can provide yourself is great, unprompted. And then if you can give yourself good prompts, then you can really have some like tangible breakthroughs. Yeah. One of the um, big themes in your book is finding your dating. Why is what you call it. So like, you know, you help make better decisions when you figure out what that why is like, what are you really going for? So I have to ask you, what would you say is your dating? Why? My why sounds like a little bit self-centered, when I say it, um, but I think the your why should be self-centered. I, I really do. I like. I think a why of you know the, the typical whys that I hear are you know I don't want to be alone or I want to start a family mm -hmm. or I want to leave a legacy. Like I think those are fine whys, but a lot of those are reactions to pressure, reactions to uh, aging, reactions to loneliness, whatever whatever it may be. I don't think that's a strong place to operate from. I think it, oh, like, especially in partnership, it should come from a self-serving thing. It's like your goal is to find someone who helps you, empowers you in some way. And then of course you do the same to them. So, I mean, my why has always been the most cliche one in the world is I want someone who makes me a better, a better man, a better person um, who empowers me to grow. Other people's might be different and like more specific. Like I wrote down a bunch in the book, um, a why of like, you know, someone who checked your ego maybe you're a very ego driven person and you need that like that's that's <laughs> yeah. a big one um it could be it could literally be anything if your sense of humor is a big part of who you are it's someone who understands your sense of humor like whatever like very specifically but ultimately the whole idea of why it's like i, I still don't think it's a good enough reason to be to be like why am i dating and you'd be like well of course i'm dating like you're not supposed to be alone you're supposed to find partnership like that's true but i don't think it's like a good enough reason i think we need to sit down and like really determine that for for ourselves so funny i've seen so many answers like that on hinge of like i'm looking for someone and they're like calls me on my bullshit <laughs> but it i don't think they really mean it <laughs> what a what a promotion of yourself they know you've got a lot of bullshit you bring yeah. in that's, <laughs> that's your call out but whatever go off oh, there's no false advertising there I guess. yeah if she can tell i'm that's lying great. she's the one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she can sniff it out uh, yeah one of the reasons i saw that stuck with me because i felt like i've said before was like um oh i just i want someone to share my life with and you said that's too vague 
It's like, no, 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 deeper than that. Like, it's not just about having someone there. And I was like, oh man, I've, I've said that. And I've definitely heard other people say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think that's a, I think it's a good reason, but I think that's reason number two or three. I think reason mm-hmm. number one has to be focused on you. Cause ultimately, you know, you have to have a strong reason to start a relationship, continue a relationship, go through a relationship when it's tough. And, it, and if it's not rooted in a very personal desire, that's where I see a lot of like issues. And I, I think that's normal. Like that's a logical thought process. So I think just like getting more personal than, you know, reaction to biological social pressure, um, loneliness, a loneliness is a big one too. I think a lot of times people think that being single means you're lonely and I would never discredit anyone who legitimately feels lonely, but there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. And sometimes we forget that fact and we're, so, we attach such a stigma to being single that we think it's synonymous with loneliness. But if we take time to maybe journal or do some kind of self-awareness, we're like, holy shit, being single is amazing. Yeah, I'm alone, but like I, all, like all these things, like I, I, I mean, I think being single is an amazing time in life. Like I, I love loved being single <laughs> it was great <laughs> as <laughs> most men do yeah <laughs> <laughs> but not, but like, not, not for like the reason that i could like fuck around but like yeah. legitimately like i grew so much like creatively passion wise like purpose just like what a time in life to have no responsibility like very true i'm 33 I got another, let's put 50 years on the clock. I got another 50 years ahead of me <laughs> where potentially I, I'm, I, I have someone that I need to prioritize. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a very limited time in life. If you think about it and it's amazing and we should celebrate it rather than bemoan it or try to get through it. Like I, like, I just think it's an amazing time. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Um, so I'm curious, what advice would you have for someone who's feeling just very discouraged and kind of burnt out even with dating and how can they kind of get like a fresher mindset around it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you're feeling burnout, I think the first solution obviously is to take a break. I don't think there's any, any need to put more pressure on yourself than there already is. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's like, we, we're always going to feel pressure from society, from our parents, from our friends, whatever it is. There's not a whole lot we could do relative to that other than be like, thank you for your opinion next. Um, but the pressure we put on ourselves is, is under our control. Uh, it's not easy, but like, again, to everything that it has said, it's like, we create these assumptions. I'm single. Therefore I'm lonely. Lonely is a bad trait. I need to not be single. I need to not be lonely. And introspection into that is going to potentially make you realize, wait a minute, I'm not lonely. I, I'm just, I'm alone. And maybe I'm not taking advantage of this time. Thoughts like that. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I think, you know, if you're burned out, you're going through cycles where it's, it's very hit or miss and lots of misses and frustrating. It's take a break, identify the, like the cycle you're in. You know, I talk a lot about, you know, your type, your type in dating. It's like, we all have types and I think that's fine. I think that's fantastic. Um, but I think if we dive into that, like the type of what exactly we are attracted to in that person, maybe we could find that quality in another variety. It's like, you know, the, the examples are always like, well, you know, let's say you're, you're attracted to athletes was a ridiculously cliche example. I'm only attracted to athletes. Thank you so well, much. What you Thank you. To- we feel very flattered. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's sure is. But like, like, uh, like what exactly are you attracted to in that person? Like, it can't be the fact that he's just like, or she or whatever it is, uh, a great athlete. It's like, it's the confidence behind that person. It's the swagger behind that person. It's the creativity behind that person, whatever. That's fantastic. Those are great things, qualities to be attracted to. But I think you got to realize that you could find those qualities 
in other people. You can find the confidence, the swagger of an athlete in a podcaster or a writer. It's like, we really very, very much limit ourselves in that respect. And like, I think the exercise of sitting down and figuring out what exactly it is you've been attracted to in your former partners, however those relationships went, you could take that and look for that more carefully in the future hit reset, realize what those things are, do, do some self-awareness exercises. Um, and just, I mean, the, the best advice that I would give would just be to chill, take the pressure off, but that's not very practical, is it? So mm-hmm. some kind of balance between those two things I think is very well-deserved. Like I got out of my last relationship when I was 29 and I was very frustrated. I was always the guy in my twenties to, to be dating and to think that I needed to date and coming out of that, you know, I was like, oh man, I, you know, now I'm even further behind. Like I'm 30, like what's going on. But taking that break was the best thing I ever did for myself. Hands down. Yeah. I think it's so important to just note that you can still be doing something in the time that you're not dating. Cause Erica and I have talked about this a million times of, okay, well, if I take a break, I feel like now I'm losing time or, Mm -hmm. you know, I might be missing opportunities to meet someone. It's like, you're still doing valuable work if you're looking at yourself and setting yourself up. Like you're not just sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I say the word cliche a lot because the self-help world, the dating world is chock full of them. And I always used to be the guy that's like, I can't say a cliche because that's silly, but there's truth in every cliche. And I think sometimes we just need to hear it in different ways. But I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like being single or like not focusing on a, a person, focusing on your work or your business or your fitness or your passion or whatever it is. Like, it serves an enormously useful purpose. Like the idea of, you know, your per- your partner is going to be 50% developed. You're going to be 50% developed. You come together, you're this miraculous 100% person. That's a terrible, that's a terrible idea. You should be 200% people coming together. Like you should want to be as fully developed and mature as possible. And you should expect the same of your partner. So the time when you're single is an amazing time to up-level yourself. So you can smell bullshit. You can see red flags. You can have more respect for yourself. Like it serves such an enormously helpful purpose. Absolutely. Would you be against someone being like, I'm going to take a break from dating and almost putting like a time limit on it? Because I feel like we often do that with other things where we'll be like, all right, you know what? I keep trying to start this diet and it's not working and I'm not focused. And you're like, all right, I'm going to do this exercise program, whatever it is. And you like pick a date that you're like, I'll do it and start then. And for the meantime, I'm not going to worry about it. Not going to think about it. Cause I know so many people that with dating will be like, I'm taking a break. And it's kind of like that break becomes a very long break. And then they're like too afraid to get back out there in whatever way that they try. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's helpful to be like, I'm going to be single for 365 days and like put a timeline on it or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I think the whole, like you should always be flexible. Like in my life, for instance, single from 30 to 33, like I wasn't looking to date anyone. Um, with my current girlfriend, like I wasn't like, we just happened to stumble upon each other, but I was open-minded enough to be like, yeah, this like all the, all the boxes are there for me. Why not just, you know, consider it. I I think it does ourselves a disservice to like put ourselves in a box and be like, not until this moment, whatever. It's the same. Like if you're getting over a breakup, for instance, a lot of the, a lot of the time, the idea of closure, the idea of healing, it like becomes this very binary thing, whether it's like, I am healed or I am not healed. And if I'm not healed, therefore I'm not ready. Where I think the reality of life is it could take a long time to fully heal from things, to fully make sense of things, mm-hmm. to fully have a conclusion to an old chapter. And if we're saying that I can't form a relationship, I can't consider a relationship with someone else until I have checked this box and it, that zero turns to a one and it's 
I am healed. I don't think that's practical advice for ourselves. I think we're always going to be going through something. So it's like, be open-minded to that moment. Maybe it's uncomfortable because you've been single for so long. You're like, what is love? I don't know how to feel like that's legit. Like, like (laughs) you're rusty, you know, you've been in retirement, but I think you gotta, you gotta be open-minded enough to see that experience or push yourself if you're feeling uncomfortable in the sense that you're still healing from something. I, I don't think there's ever a, there, there's never a perfect, perfect time for anything in life. And I stand by that statement. I think it's very rare. And I think the more we recognize that, the more we can be like, all right, well, I still got things to do, but I'm open-minded enough to, to see where something might go. Oh, the things you're doing to my anxiety right now. <laughs> I am so type A. I put this all on schedules. <laughs> This is so helpful, Kate. This explains a lot. Wrap it up. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, (laughs) We'll let you know when it comes out. (laughs) Yeah, never. No, no. I think that's that's a really good point. Um, You know, just speaking from my own experience, when I do take breaks and I'm like, okay, you know, three weeks, I'm super, super busy. I'm just not even going to open hinge. I'm going to, you know, do my own thing. I don't think about it at all. And I think I just kind of get sort of on this train where I plow through other things and then don't really even like go through the thought processes that I need to. It's just kind of like shutting that part of my brain and emotions off for a while and then trying to just out of nowhere, turn them back on. And like you said, like you're rusty when that happens, you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very type A as well. I mean, I think it's just a matter of priorities. Like I am so focused on what I'm doing and my businesses and things like that. Like dating wasn't a priority, mm-hmm. but like once I was like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe I should put that in the one, two spot. Like, I think once you determine that, then it's a, a safe bet to, to try. But yeah, I mean, everything is going to be, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be weird. I mean, I think that's the expectation. So I think we got to reset that for ourselves rather than thinking it's going to be you know, blissful right off the bat. <laughs> it would be nice, but yeah, it probably won't be. Yeah, sure. Um, So we're getting into cuffing season. Everyone's trying to lock it down. So what advice would you have for people or what do you think are some of like the major reasons that you think people struggle to find someone to commit to them? Truthfully, I would say compatibility. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I would say, I would say it's a compatibility thing. I think a lot of like the, the inclination, of course, when we, you know, get to know someone, we're in that stage where what's next. And then it turns out that person isn't interested in anything more. I think the inclination we have is to go to a couple of different places. We can go to the all men are fuck boys place and place a lot of blame on the male species. <laughs> probably the, the, the direction we're heading with the, the question. From my own observation, backed up as well. Most of my following is women. So I, I try to, I, I try to uh, you know, yeah. be as relevant as possible. <laughs> um, so we can go to that direction, um, which isn't a blame game necessarily. That's, that it's, a, it's a narrative, right? Where we're repeating this narrative that's well known and truthful, of course. We can go there. We can go in the direction of I, did, I wasn't enough. I wasn't chosen. We can go there. Or we can go in the third direction, which is we weren't compatible. And we can and we can leave it there. Really, it's up to you what to think about that. Um, and obviously, there's many layers to a question like that. But ultimately, I think what what should you do if you're to your question? I think the first thing you could do is rewire your framing. Like, yes, even if that person was at fault and they were a liar, they're disingenuous. They said one thing, did another thing. They flip flopped. They'd 180, and they probably do belong in that first bucket. 
what does continually, continuously telling yourself a story about all men are fuck boys, all women are crazy, all men are this, all women are that. Like, what does that do other than continue a narrative of what you don't want? Like, I'm not an overly spiritual person. The whole idea of law of attraction to me has always been a little bit silly. But I do, like, if you're continuously telling yourself that all men are this way, that this is all that's available, no one's serious, no one wants anything, I can't find anyone, why do all men suck? It's a, it's a weird thing to continuously tell the universe that when you want another thing. I think the more redeeming story from a mindfulness perspective to tell yourself is, hey, we were not compatible. That is it. But here's what I deserve. And that person's out there and I'm going to move on. That story obviously takes a lot of self-control and it's not easy, but I, I really believe in like the power of your, your headspace and where you are. If you get disappointed by in someone because of their actions, like we're human and we're going to react in a frustrating way and that's fine. But I think we take back control when we say we just weren't compatible, not worth my time done. And you move on versus beating yourself up versus exacerbating a narrative that's negative that you don't want anything to do with. So I think that's a big thing. And obviously there's things that would go into identifying why that person was right for you, but like, that's the, the mindfulness angle that I take. And I just think it's much more compassionate towards yourself to remind yourself what you deserve rather than tell yourself what you don't deserve over and over and over again. Yeah. Or it's kind of the, I thought of it as like phrasing it of they couldn't give me what I needed. Cause a lot of relationships yeah. that actually end up being relationships and end up ending, that's often the same reason that not compatible my needs weren't being met and it had nothing to do with like oh they're a fuck boy or not so it's like that's another way you could phrase it of just like oh okay i needed these things whether it was commitment whether it was you know uh more consistency like whatever it was it was like they weren't meeting my needs yeah yeah i i I think that's exactly it and you could take it even you could be like they weren't good enough for me it is what it is (laughs) boom we're done we're over right like like it's it's helpful i think to get fired up sometimes and be like no way like why would i want to continue to chase someone who wouldn't chase me so i think i think that's just the healthiest response i think that also forces you to think about your dating why like bringing it back to sort of the the original point of this conversation and like really having to understand what you need from another partner and not just dating for the sense of dating and it, it just forces you to be a lot more introspective yeah. I mean, the, the, the silly little line that I always give is only date people you like. Wild <laughs> concept. But like, it's, it's, it's funny. Harder. Uh-huh. Harder it's than funny, anything. right? Because <laughs> the reality of life is like, we are very strange and curiously wired humans in that like the second we get attention and like, you know, good attention, not like, Hey baby, kind of attention, but like attention that feels good, that feels well intentioned, intentioned. It's like all of our, our logic goes to the side for a second. Like we forget that we have a list of things that we deserve to see in a partner. And we forget that when their interest is very in our face, we're like, oh my gosh, this, this person prioritized me. This person shows me this and that. And it's like, those are good things, but those are the, the baseline. The bar is low for those things. So we, we need to remember that it's that, you know, wow, they like me, but do I like them? Like, that's the biggest question. And I, I think it's tough a lot of times, especially if you're in a rut, especially if you're burned out, especially if you're coming off the tail of someone who was disrespectful or, or toxic or whatever it may be. You got someone who's nice. You got someone who shows you attention. And then you kind of forget about all the other things, whereas nice mm-hmm. and attention should be the the, 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 the lowest minimum quality <laughs> ever in a person. So 
Yeah, God. we just talked about this a little bit on our last episode. Yeah, it's just, it's so true. And it actually, it makes me think of the TikTok trend for women right now that's like, uh, just another time that a medium ugly man like ghosted me or something. It's like, that's a thing because people are dating people that they don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if it's, if you like them, you wouldn't think they were ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or especially maybe we're more susceptible to it right now when it's like it is that cuffing season. Yeah. And you start to have anxiety of like, it's getting cold. Holidays are coming. Oh, it's about to be winter again <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're out less. So my options are lower. Like whatever those exciting yeah. things are. Year two of a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. going to be inside yeah. again. Or there's a flip yeah. side to what you said too. Uh, it was kind of, we talked about it last week, but I'm someone that I'm guilty of this of like, I feel like I don't often like someone like I don't often have this like, oh, I'm really into this person. And then when you do that also like jacks up like your interests and all of a sudden you're doing more and you're trying so hard and you and it's blinds your judgment of like, wait a minute, like are I'm investing in them. Are they investing in me? Like, I I feel like that's when my blinders turn on because I'm just so excited. Like, oh, finally, here's someone here in my presence that I like, like that. I just get so excited. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So whatever it is, whether it's like that level or whether it's just like, I'm so lonely that the first person who's nice and, and shows me attention, I like, I, I mean, it all comes back to balance and, and self-control, which not everyone's ready to hear that, of course. But I think that like, we, we deserve that. We need that. Like we, we've got to be able to check ourselves and be like the bare minimum for what I deserve is here, but I need at least some element of these other things. Is this person given to me or not? Do I actually like this person or not? Am I actually impressed by this person or not? Um, I think we owe ourselves that. Yeah. And like when you like someone, it's just so hard to admit that they aren't, they might not like you. And it's just such a hard to, it's like, usually it's pretty obvious like if they're not meeting you oh, so at least halfway. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm feeling this. I mean, aren't you feeling this? Yeah. I'm oh, great. God, you should I feel wish- this. <laughs> I feel like I've been blessed with a couple of things in life, uh, namely like being very optimistic, but also being very self-aware. Like for me, if like I, I get one whiff that you're not into me, it's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm over. It's like, I'm, I'm not, I have no desire to continue to try to convince you otherwise. I, I think maybe I'm more like robotic in that sense, but I, I just have empathy for people who either don't have the ability to see that quickly or like delude themselves into not seeing it because they don't want to hear that truth. But I mean, that is like, we've just got to be better at recognizing those signs that you're the one carrying this, you're the one choosing, you're the one chasing, and they're really not reciprocating. I wish there was like an app or something that could like <laughs> prove to you that, you know, they're, they're not reciprocating. Cause like, that's the basis for everything, right? Mm-hmm. If we could solve that problem, relationship issues would quickly diminish, but yeah, that, I mean, we've got to f- come up with our own system for being self-aware, but then also just being honest, even if the truth hurts. That's the next Apple update. They just send you a <laughs> notification. You're texting too much. Yeah. This is your screen yeah, yeah, time yeah. of yeah. answering this person yeah. versus how often they're answering you. Yeah. You're taking iOS 15. Yeah. 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 You're taking two uh, hours to draft a response. He is taking one minute. He does not yeah. care. Just choose, just choose the emoji already and send it. Yeah. 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 I love I you wish. said the chasing thing though. Cause I feel like that's every book to women is like, don't ever show any interest. And I think nowadays I know a lot of guy friends that they're like, look, at a certain point, if like, I don't feel this is being reciprocated or like, I'm not getting a text every once in a while. They're like, screw that. She's not into me. You know? Oh, that's wild advice. I still don't understand how we're living in an age where that's still the advice. Like, okay. I can understand certain norms and expectations. I can understand a guy taking charge date one, date two, date three, paying. I'm for it. It's tradition. It is what it is. But beyond that, (laughs) 
men are the same as women. If if you're if you're playing with them, if you're toying with them, if you're playing some kind of weird template of wait and do this, like how how would you react if you were on the flip side of that? It's the same. Like men aren't like hardwired like we were in like prehistoric days where we needed to hunt and survive. And it's like it like it's just not that anymore. I have like all of my single guy friends who are in their thirties, like a girl who does that kind of stuff. They're like, yo, this is immature. I'm, I'm moving on. Yeah. Like, but you, you compare that with the flip side of like myself, my guy friends who are in relationships or dating or married to women who didn't do that. It's like the, the, the evidence speaks for itself, like shooting your shot, saying how you feel. Like, I, I think those are amazing, amazing qualities. Like I did a whole episode on um, a similar topic the other day of the whole advice of like whoever cares less wins kind of similar to the vibe of like don't you know don't don't show intention or don't show interest until it's very clear that blah, blah, blah. and like I just think that's such ass backwards advice it's like to me in my life and I, I'm very average dude when it comes to success and dating and things like that it's like the ultimate, the most impressive thing to me about someone else is how much they care because showing that you care shows that you're in control of your life. Mm -hmm. And what's a more attractive quality than being in control of your life? I can't think of anything. So like being in control is amazing. Saying what you want is amazing. Saying how you feel is amazing. And obviously you temper it. You don't go nuts emotionally, but like you say how you feel like, so the whole idea of like, you know, I, I need to be chased and that kind of thing. It's, it's always been strange to me. I don't get it. Well, it also shows a level of confidence that I also think is really attractive. Um, but for the male chasing perspective, I've heard this from a few guy friends that also post Me Too movement. They are very, very cautious of how much they pursue a women, especially phys physically, because they also just don't want anything to be misread. Like they don't want to leave anything up for question and want to be more careful. So they say they've told me that they need to see the green light from a woman before they make a move. So it is kind of this extra more challenging dance now, I feel like. I mean, it's very true. I mean, obviously the, the movement's around for a reason and mm -hmm. it's in reaction to things that need to be fixed, but it, it, it's true. It has mm -hmm. caused um, hesitation in that sense. Like I, I'm cringing because I remember a moment a couple of years ago, I was on a date at a bar with this girl and I never in a million years would be this guy, but for some reason, something struck me in the moment where I was legit, like, you know, rack to this how you want. But in the moment I was like, Hey, like, I was like, can I kiss you? I said it much more eloquently than that. So, like, I said that. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, yeah. I said that. And she was like, so turned off by that. Uh -huh. But it's like something in the moment made me hesitant to like, just like go in for it, like appropriateness wise. So like, yeah, I, I have so many stories with my guys who are like, oh, I can't I can't say this because that might be too suggestive. And like, I'm gonna mm -hmm. get screenshot and canceled. So he was like, I just forget about it. Like legit, like, mm -hmm. it's it's definitely something that that weighs on people as it should. But like, yeah, definitely has added to the the thing. And no wonder there's frustration on both sides, then because women aren't, aren't getting that that flirting that that chase of sensing and the guys aren't doing it because they're nervous to, or they don't want to, or they don't think it's necessary. I, you know. Yeah. You still knows? get cat called by random dudes, but <laughs> the ones, you know, <laughs> they always go there. After yeah. You. Yeah. Well, there's Excuse always me, construction to be done. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Please. Do I have permission to cat call yeah. you? <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, miss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have something to say if you'd like to hear it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass looks fine. <laughs> 
Okay. So I'm curious, as a man with a social media following, how would you advise women to slide into the DMs? Is there like an art to it, do you think? Is there a certain way that you yeah. want to be pursued? Uh, well, I mean, I think in general, a compliment is the best way to go. Obviously, okay. I can't believe I'm going to say this word, but the more clout someone has, the less meaningful a compliment might be. So we can take that off the table. But in general, men, I say this all the time, men don't receive many compliments. I'd agree with you. Unless they're like a top 1% of something, looks, wealth, success, whatever it is. They don't. The average dude does mm -hmm. not get nearly as many compliments as a woman. That's woman to woman. I love your outfit. You look great today. Great. Whatever it may be like we're talking physically here. Men don't get that. So you, you compliment a man's shirt. He's going to wear that shirt for the rest of his life. You compliment <laughs> him, something about him. Like is legit, legitimately like I have outfits that I, that are my go-tos because I've gotten compliments in them. Like, yeah. So as simple as it sounds and like maybe women are overthinking, oh, I need to be clever and, and blah, blah, blah. It's like literally like that shirt looks great on you or 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 something more situational like you know sub call out something in their photo whatever it is like i think i honestly think that's the best way to go like who doesn't like a compliment for one mm -hmm. and genuinely i think men are starved for compliments in general so uh you could fulfill that need uh also the the fact that you said like i like your shirt it looks good on you yeah the on you is really what that, that little thing makes it over the top. Nice little flirt. Like that's a, that's a nice, even just you go on a date with someone, you're just like, Oh, you really look really nice. That, that shirt looks really good on you. It's like a, Ooh, it looks good on me. Yeah. It's not like the shirt's great. It's like, I'm yeah. great. In yeah. the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I make the yeah, shirt look like, good. Yeah. 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 It's not like I like that shirt. Where'd you get it? Cause I want to buy it for <laughs> another yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Common one I've heard lately too, is being like compliment a guy's shoes. Cause a lot of guys that are into sneakers or nice mm -hmm. shoes. That's something that they're like, thank you. <laughs> I, I worked hard yeah. for these. You know? <laughs> yeah, something they put thought into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, and just in general, I mean, men don't men don't get it as much. So that'll that'll definitely open up a conversation. Okay. Um, so do you think there's a limit or just like should women be cautious of how much they're initiating with men? No. <laughs> okay. Do you mean like, like no. multiple people? Or you mean like with one guy? I don't think there's any rule in the same way that I don't think a guy has any rule. Like you ask a guy that question, they're like, I don't know. It's, it's situational. It's whatever. It's like, I'm just going to keep going until I get a vibe that it's a no. And then we're, we're moving on. It's like, I really don't think that there is any difference in the advice to men or to women in that sense. Okay. Um, like, I think like, you know, I, obviously there are, they call them gender norms there are relationship norms and and you know tradition and things like that i think a woman could absolutely shoot their shot start the conversation let it go from there initiating something is one thing carrying putting the team on your back is another thing so you start it start it and see where it goes and let the guy take over from there see if the interest is is real but i mean you don't want to be the equivalent of the guy who's having a conversation with himself in your dms like you don't want to become yeah. that you don't want to become what you've sworn to destroy you know, <laughs> but, you know. yeah i know those people yeah uh, got a few of them we all do uh can i can i make this scenario more specific because I think this is a one that a lot of people have sure. been in. I've been in. All right. So say you're, you initiate the first date. You go out, hang out. You initiate the second date slash hang out. And then you're sitting there being like, all right, I want to see this person again. However, I am always the one texting them, initiating, but they're always excited. We always have a great time together. <laughs> like that's kind of the more specific of like, all right, 
This is my exact situation. Right oh, now. It, yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I'm sick of myself. And funny how Molly's sick of herself. And it's like, you know, all of us have been here. Um, yeah. But that's when I feel like women bring up this question is they're like, all right, I've seen them hung out with them, let's say three times. Would you advise them like, okay, you've invested those three. Take a step back. See if they reach out to you for the number four. So I, I would I would agree with that. I would say take a step back. I'm not one for like playing a game and like doing a test or anything right, like that. Yeah. But I think but I think you should take a step back. Give yourself you know 48 hours or whatever it is where you wanted to do it and not do it. I would say that. My whole thing with like a, a something like this and the idea of like if they wanted to they would and 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 things like that is like I agree. I agree. If they wanted to they would. I agree that if you plan three dates they should they need to step up but i think again everything is a balance i wish like life was as simple as yes or no but like the way i think about it is like empathy goes a long way you take a guy for instance who all things considered when you're on a date with him you're vibing he's all into you there's really no red flags he's good to go he, he shows compassion he's, he's mm-hmm. in it and then you dive a little bit deeper it's like what could possibly be holding him back from you know taking the lead like you want him to well, I think about a couple of scenarios. I think about maybe in a previous relationship, in a previous dating scenario, he did take the lead and he was brutally rejected. And that's, that's stung with him and it sits with him and he's nervous. He doesn't want to get rejected again. The same way that no one wants to get rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, it's like, like just random examples, like in the bedroom, for instance, you're like, wow, the guy's so boring. Like what's up with this guy? He doesn't really like me. Well, maybe he tried to spice things up with his ex-girlfriend and she shamed him for it because mm-hmm. it was too much for her, whatever. Like men, women, we all carry the, the weight of our past experiences with us for sure. And whether we are into you or not is one thing. Those things can continue to hold you back for sure of course there's no way to see whether it's that or they're not into you so where does that leave you well i think it leaves you with what you said you play a little waiting game it's like all right i've taken the lead i thought we're on the same page let's see what's up and go from there i think that's the, the obvious first step i think from there if that isn't uh giving you the conclusion you want i mean i think the next step is obviously just a conversation you know, it's a, Hey, what's up? I'm really eager to see you. Or are you into this? I know a lot of people are like, Oh my God, like I, I, this conversation again, I don't want to do this. Like it's, I seem thirsty. I seem desperate. I mean, I think that that question is going to give you the clarity you want. So as awkward as it is, like you should do it, you should get it over with. So some kind of balance between those two mindsets. I think it's hard to know when to have the conversation. Cause after two, three dates, like, do you think that feels kind of early to initiate a conversation like that? Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I'd say, somewhere north of that four okay. or five maybe but if it's weighing on you I, I, like i think you should ask it and if the person is scared off by a question like that then i i mean as tough of a pill as it is as well i think that tells you everything you need to know because if if you had to continue to push your your intention on them then you're resorting to chasing and that's never something that you should want to do so i think either way you can you can get, give yourself clarity it's just about the timing of it yeah, sometimes it just feels like if you have to ask the question, you already know the answer, and you just need the the kick in the teeth to get out. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, been there, yeah. <laughs> been there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's why it's not easy for sure. You know, it, that stings. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so you claim that the real love language is being radically honest. Um, can you think of a time when you were dating someone and you weren't radically honest about something that you should have been? Uh, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, I kept I kept a, a trunk with all my lies and true thoughts in them under my bed. Just note them there. It's your real journaling. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Burn that journal. Um, it's got all the state secrets. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, so many, I mean, I would say from things like one of my exes really did not like her, her mom. <laughs> Never told her that. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, like, oh my gosh. Thanksgiving with your mom again. Amazing. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> hey, wait, you think uh, that's something you should have said? Probably. That mm-hmm. relationship was complicated. I would never be like, there's no reason for me to come out and be like, Hey, I really don't like right. your mom. But like, <laughs> there were like warning signs with her mom. Cause you know, she was a split image of her mom and, and things like that. So like that, we don't have to go there, but that like, that was <laughs> like something that I think trickled down into honesty with her you know, like namely that I had a lot of doubts about that relationship. And ultimately that relationship in my late twenties, she broke up with me because I just like, I, I really needed the relationship to end, but I didn't have the balls to end it. Mm. Like classic, one of those, right? Absolute (laughs) classic. Like I need her to break up with me. Everything, everything trickles down. Like I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not, that was a while. That was a long time ago, but no, you just sound like a nice Midwestern guy. Honestly, (laughs) that's what a lot of these answers have been sounding like to me. I'm like, what a a Midwestern guy we got on the pod today. Nice guy. Uh, Any other things you could think of? I would say mostly things like that, or I mean, classic things like sharing my actual intention, like having like in my earlier twenties, like a roster of girls that I just wanted to hook up with and have fun with that. I didn't really see anything more with, but they did. And I didn't. And eventually I let that die as well. Like things that I learned a lot through and wouldn't repeat because one, it's not respectful. Okay. Cliche, not trying to be noble with a comment like that, but two, also it's just a waste of my energy and my time, like Mm -hmm. trying to convince someone one thing while not having the same intention myself it's just it's just a not a like a dichotomy you want to be living with so it didn't feel good it feels good to be honest like that's my whole thing with self-awareness like no matter if it hurts no matter if it hurts yourself or it hurts them it's like honesty is it's the way to go because it feels good if like you know when you're doing something saying something that isn't true to what you actually want honesty is like it just feels good so like in in terms of dating and mindfulness like choose what choose what feels good in that sense, not the other sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we do all tell white lies, though. Do you think it's ever okay to tell white lies in your relationships? Uh, yeah. If it's a white lie, like I would think it's a white lie. Like, what's, what's an example of a white lie in a relationship? Maybe. It's I mean, I feel like the classic example is someone being like, do I look good in this outfit? And you're like, yeah, yeah you look great. Oh. <laughs> no, you yeah. don't look yeah. fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it used to be yeah. like, do you look fat? But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not radical honesty in, in the sense you'd be like, not really. Like I, I would, yeah, uh, white lies are fine. Yeah. For sure. All right. So I originally came across your Instagram account for these kind of like quotes slash affirmations that you'd write on like coffee cups or like little signs around the city. Uh, mm-hmm. And one example I pulled was uh, growth is when your ex isn't your type anymore. <laughs> um, or another one, it's okay to not be subtle for what you want or who you like. Uh, so I'm curious, do you have any affirmations that you use and tell yourself? Yeah. Uh, big affirmation guy, big mantra guy. Um, love a good zinger. I mean, I think like the one that I like always kind of, um, that I coined that I repeat a lot is it's a little, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but it's, it's always meant a lot to me. It's this idea that there's no right way to do anything in life, but there's a wrong way. And the wrong way is to think that there's a right way. And I'm oh, big on that because, because 
everything we like think about dating the reason everything that we've talked about here full circle like the reason that we sometimes get stressed out the reason that we feel pressure is because we look to other people namely people in relationships married whatever it is and we think that they found the secret to happiness they found the secret to being single they found the secret to being in a relationship and then we think that we need to become like them the reality of living and dating in the year 2021 2022 is that there truly is no right way to do anything there's no right way to be single. There's no right way to be in a relationship. There's no right way to go on a first date. Like the whole saying of like, you can't sleep with someone on the first date. I think that's bogus. I know plenty of people that slept together on a first date are happily married. There's no right way. It's all relative to you. And I think that's so- something to be very much celebrated in that it just, it just, you have so much more control and freedom in your life. And there's no template you need to fill. There's no blueprint you need to find. And I love that for one, not only in dating, but everything. Like I make a living from sharing my feelings on the internet. That's what I do. It is incredible. If you told me that 10 years ago, I would have been like, that is such a complete joke. <laughs> I mean, when it, seriously. Um, You're like, I don't so, even like Instagram that much. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, but like Instagram is like Instagram, is such a silly thing. Like I'm always walking around Chicago, taking pictures of, of quotes and stuff. It's like a ridiculous thing to think that like, that is a viable way to make a living podcasting, journaling, the things that I do. Like, I love it. I just, I can think of any area of life where I used to think that there was a right way and I needed to become that right way versus the sense of calm and just drive and energy I have knowing that I can create my own right way, or I can combine different right ways, or I could create something totally different and disrupt and do all those things. Like, I think that's just, a, that is the way that life's meant to be lived. And especially in the realm of dating, like that, I think really does free us. Cause like I always say that, like, if you don't know what you want and you're, and you're dating without intention, it's like dating with beer goggles on. Like, it's like, de- it's like dating six drinks in every time and you're, you're gonna you're gonna fall into the pitfalls of everything we just discussed which is like dating someone who you don't actually like or chasing someone who's giving you mixed signals and all these things but if you revert back to the fact that there's no right way to do something it does definitely opens you up to find your way find what's true to you like my whole thing in life is like mindfulness is meant to increase your self-awareness mindfulness is meant to show you what is true to you if we don't practice those things, what we do, and it doesn't make us bad people, but what we do is we borrow other people's truths. We borrow their standards. We borrow their boundaries. We borrow their expectation of what's right or wrong on a first, second, third date. And a lot of those, those are great things to be inspired by. It's great to be inspired by a conversation like this. It's, it's great to be inspired by my Instagram, but take it for what it's worth and then discover what's true for you. Like my whole thing in the book is I had a whole chapter called your hoe face, which is getting out there and figuring out what the heck you want and you like that's true for you not what you read in thought catalog not what you read on instagram it's what's true to you so i can go on and on but like very passionate about that idea (laughs) i love that so much all right well with all our guests we like to wrap up uh with one of our favorite questions uh so we're shooters gotta shoot we're all for shooting your shot can you remember a time that you shot your shot and was it a hit or a miss uh yeah for sure (laughs) i'd be shooting over here yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess I, like, I can give two examples. One's dating, one's non-dating. I mean, dating, yes, I dated a woman a while back and that was just a DM slide. That was no problem. Uh, <laughs> All right. It is. Like, yeah. That was great. All right, Brian. That was great. Okay. <laughs> put, it, put it in the win column. Um, but I have... I have, I have strikes in the l column too so they all they all it's all bounce um and then also thinking about like professionally like a lot of uh growing part of what i do is music like i do these things called um dance music guided meditations where i work with djs and artists and, and things like that and uh i do like sam felt cheat codes folks like that one of the first ones i did um, was, was with armin van buren um big dj one of the biggest in the world 
I've idolized him forever. And I was like, why would he ever work with me? And like, he doesn't know who I am. And um, I struck that deal and we did a deal together. And like, that was me just shooting my shot. So like many, so many examples like that, either professionally, like building my own stuff, like not on behalf of like a company. And then personally, yeah, I mean, you, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And I'm, I don't like to hear no, I'm more sensitive than people might think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you really? The guy that shares quotes every day yeah. on Instagram? Yeah, sensitive? okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah. You might not know this yeah, about me. Not, I'm like, I'm more fragile than people think. Like I can't, I, you, you reject me. I need like a week and a half to recover. I need five to seven business days to pull myself together. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the wins outweigh the losses in that sense. <laughs> you saying I'm sensitive? <laughs> hey, that's, and we're all sensitive, right? I think people just don't admit it. <laughs> yeah. We're all sensitive about something for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was awesome. Uh, I think I'm going to try doing some of your workbook here. Single is your superpower. If anybody else is looking to get into it. And uh, if you're not following Case already, follow him at Case.Kenny. And you can follow us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And thank you so much for coming on. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.